Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Moose Media Podcast for the week. Ricky Dean, along with Rick Burkett, as we uh, prepare to do some uh, some high school football this week. We've got a lot of area high school games that we're going to talk to you about, and uh, and, and we're going to we're going to talk to you about some other stuff tonight too. Uh, some really exciting news for Rick and myself as far as with the uh, show goes and uh, everything. We'll we'll kind of throw that out at you in just a little bit but we want to get things started basically the way we have uh, since we've started the program and uh, we want to talk first about area high school games and we'll start in Monroe County Alabama the JF Shields Panthers the JF Shields Panthers who so far on this early high school football season I mean we're approaching the halfway point we're Approaching midseason, but so far the JF Shields Panthers are winless as they uh, got beat uh, first game of the year by JU Blackshire 47-20. They lost to Monroe County 54-22. They lost. Uh, uh, they had an open date and then they lost at McIntosh 41-6. So they're 0-3. But Rick, they go to Fruitdale this week, and uh, you and I have talked about this a little bit prior to going on the. Uh, um, going on the the podcast, going on the air, so to speak, and uh, it looks like that uh, JF Shields could have an opportunity to pick up their first game of the year this week against Fruitdale High School. That's right, uh, Fruitdale uh, hadn't uh, they've just been. I mean, no other way to say it. They've just been taking it on the chin so far this year. Uh, haven't scored many points, and and uh, just 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 a tough season for them. You know, Fruitdale. In times past, been state champions, and uh, you know, located up northwest Mobile County, right there where Highway 17 comes in. Uh, a lot of good people up that way, but uh, they, I don't, I think JF Shields. If I had to had to make a prediction, I think JF Shields might get their first W for the year. Well, we've you know we saw JF Shields early in the year, and uh, and and you know they. Um, they struggled a little bit, but like you said, you know they've they've got some athletic ability on the field uh, with their team. They just they're few in number, and a lot of times, you know, when you only got a few kids on the roster, uh, when you're playing, and just about, I mean, to be honest with you, JF Shields is probably one of the smallest 1A schools, public schools, in the state of Alabama. So when they put a football field, a football team on the field. There's just not that many in number, but when they play somebody like a Fruitdale team that's very close to them in number, you got quite a few athletes uh, at JF Shields, and so hopefully, as uh, we look at things, JF Shields going to be able to pull out a victory and get their first win of the year. Yeah, let's hope so for sure. Well, as we continue, uh, let, let's go to the. AISA, of course. Uh, if we move, well, actually, no. Let's let's stay in the uh, public school uh, group of things. Let's talk about Monroe County because we had Monroe County last week, and and Monroe County, even though they lost last week, uh, Coach uh, Shannon Felder and his group. It's not a bad, not a bad looking football team. They got beat by a very good WS Neil Blue Eagle football team. A game that you did, uh, you and I did on the radio and did on um, on YouTube. Neil beat them by a score of forty eight to twelve. Now, here's the deal. It's it's going to be ugly, and and I mean, you just got to say it because we've seen both of these teams. Uh, 
Monroe County has to travel to Mobile and play Mobile Christian. And so that game is is really probably going to get out of hand pretty early. Yeah, I mean, uh, from living here in Mobile, uh, and, play, and, and, you know, you and I there for a while followed. We had some friends that were playing twice uh, uh, for uh, Mobile Christian. I had some of my ex-players from the youth league going to play at Mobile Christian. And uh, I tell you what, of, of the Mobile Christian teams I've seen, and I always pull for them because I like Coach Ronnie Cottrell, know him personally, and I just I hope they – they do well, but just just when they came out on the field against WS Neal, we you and I were like, man, wow! And I mean, they they're an impressive looking bunch, and and then they took care of business. Didn't as they say, one of our favorite little sayings, beat the brakes. They did not beat the brakes off Neal. It was a fairly competitive game, but they were clearly the better team. And WS Neal, in fact, did beat the brakes off of, of, of Monroe County, even though Monroe County has shown the ability to score, and they did again against W. Snell because they've got some real speed on offense, and I think Coach Felder has got Monroe County headed in the right direction. But, that's a, man, that's that's tough right there to drive down to uh, Mobile Christian and, uh, and play them at home with it. I mean, Mobile Christian's probably got right now on their roster, I would say they've got five or six players that will probably be play, playing, you know, Division One football. Um you know, in college before they're finished. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Monroe County. Yeah, they're a good-looking bunch. I mean, when they get off the bus, like like we said last week, you know, when they got off the bus, it was like we looked at them and, and just just about had to take your hat off to them and just tip your hat to them because it, it, they kind of wow you uh, from the point that they – that they get off the bus. Continuing yeah. with games uh, in our area, if we move uh, into the AISA, like um, like we do every week, the Monroe Academy Volunteers. Monroe Academy so far on the year is three and two, which is a little unusual for a Monroe Academy team. Coach Mitchell Tuberville usually has the the Volunteers. Um, you know, playing a little better. I don't think it's a situation where uh, Monroe Academy is really playing bad. I think the situation is is high school football just goes through cycles. And, and you're only going to be, you know, it's like I don't care how good of a coach you are. It doesn't matter at what level of the game you're coaching at. Uh, you can you can have the X's and O's, but if you don't have the Jimmies and the Joes, then y- you're going to go through down times. And I think that is exactly what's happening with the Volunteers at Monroe Academy, as they uh, they're two and three on the year. They've got Patrician Academy next. Now Patrician Academy has in the past been a very good football team, but Patrician Academy is also struggling some on uh, on this early season as we look at Patrician Academy's record, Patrician Academy themselves are come into this ball game after an open date. They're only two and two. So um, so this could be a game that Monroe Academy, if if they if they play well enough, it's a game that they could they could probably stay in and could possibly win. That's right, just based on their on their, their common opponents, uh, I'd say this game's a toss up. I, I think uh uh, either team could win this course. It's, it's over in Butler at Patrician Academy over in West Alabama, and uh, but at Monroe, Monroe Academy could win this game. So as we continue looking at other games in our area, of course, uh, 
looking uh, over staying in the Alabama High School Athletic Association Class 3A Region 1. Now, we talked about Mobile Christian, and uh, unfortunately, that was the opponent of our next school to discuss, and that, of course, is the XL Panthers. XL went over to uh, Mobile Christian last week, and uh, it was not good. Uh, those the, the Mobile Christian team that we've talked very uh, spoken very fond of here, uh, XL got beat by a score of 55 to nothing. Now this could be a little better game, but th- but they're facing another good 3A Region One opponent as. Uh, as XL has to, they will be at home this week, which is a good thing for them, and they've got the Flamington Hurricanes coming into town. Uh, that game will be at XL, and uh, and Flamington is is a very good football team. You know, we've we've seen them. They beat. Uh, Hillcrest Evergreen earlier in the year, which is a, a pretty good football team. So Flamington is good, and they're they're going to be on their way to XL to play the XL Panthers. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for XL. I mean, uh, XL beat a decent Cottage Hill team and lost to 7A BC Rain, uh, but it was a closer game than the score would indicate. There, they were, I believe, XL was even winning the game at halftime, or it was very might have been tied, but. Uh, they're, they got a tough, uh, tough road to hoe against Fulmerton. Uh, Fulmerton led by Jack Fillmore, their their uh, uh, great back, and uh, it's in Fulmerton is, is is not just got a good offense; they've got a good defense, and and we know they're well coached by Coach Vickery. So it'll be a tough one for XL, but it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But yeah, I look for Flomaton to come away with the yeah. In uh, in three A Region One, Flomaton is undefeated so far. They're two and zero. Uh, they've beat Hillcrest Evergreen twenty one to thirteen. They beat Cottage Hill Christian thirty four to fourteen. XL is their next up to play. The only loss for the um, for the Hurricanes this year has been when they uh, entertained Walton, Florida, out of Defuniac Springs, and they lost that game by a score of 45 to 21. But Walton, Florida, is a really good football team from uh, the Panhandle down there. Right. You know, Walton's uh, typically got a good football teams, and and they're uh, I believe they're three A, maybe even four A. You know, Florida didn't have a site like Alabama's, as you can just. So, I, but I know they're a much larger, they're a bigger school than Flomaton, and uh, uh, that that's their only loss, and it was a fairly competitive game for the most part. Yeah, well, one of the things that you do, you know, when you coach uh, these kids, when you coach these teams, and all, one of the things that you want to do is the way you get your team better is you play, uh, you know, you play people that are better than you are. And so, in, right. in order to in order to to get your bunch better, sometimes, especially when it's a non-region game, uh, you take on a on a team that's outside your state, outside your region, even outside your classification, in hopes that you don't number one that you don't get anybody hurt. But by playing that that better level of competition, it makes your team better in the long run. Yeah, and if you do, and they do have good coaches, you can be sure that Plumpton's coaches have done a lot of film study on it, and then they they take what they learn in that film from that game, which was a competitive game, and then they they try to fix those things and and during practice the next week when they're getting ready for the next game. So, uh, uh, you know, no no harm in, I mean, there's no no such thing really as a good loss, but I mean they uh they played them competitively and got and got a good idea of what they need to work on. 
staying in Monroe County now as we move down Highway 21 going southbound uh, here in the uh, what we refer to as L.A., Lower Alabama. Uh, we're headed down toward uh, the the community of Uri, where I reside down here. And, of course, we've got the J.U. Blackshire Bulldogs. J.U. Blackshire started the year 3-0, and but they went, uh, they had to head over to uh, Chickasaw last week, uh, you know, r- right outside of Mobile, Chickasaw, a little community over there, Chickasaw High School, uh, a 2A Area 1 school that was a region game or a region game, uh, 3A Region 1 uh, is, that, is that area that uh, – that classification, but anyway, uh, Chickasaw, J.U. Blackshire got beat by Chickasaw in a very good ball game. The final score there was 28-26. So uh, Blackshire gets beat for the first time. They're they're three and one. They're one and one in the region. Now they've got a toughie. Uh, they got another tough one coming up as J.U. Blackshire has to get back on the bus. They go back on the road this week and head over to Mobile. They've got to play the St. Luke's Wildcats. And uh, that gonna that game is going to be at St. Luke's. So far on the season, St. Luke's is four and zero. St. Luke's has beat Fruitdale, Marengo. They beat Chickasaw earlier in the year. That game also by two points, 36-34. And they beat Washington County, which was also a region game, 27 to 14. Now that Chickasaw game between them, you know, both teams. Uh, Chickasaw beat Blackshire by two. St. Luke's beat Chickasaw by two. So these teams are going to be very close together talent-wise and skill-wise, and it's going to probably come down to who has the ball last in this ball game as to who picks up this win. Yeah, that's right. I, I think um, Chickasaw, we knew they had a good team. Uh, they they were I think they were undefeated, but they really hadn't played anybody uh, to, to one, you know, that weren't the, your typically best teams, <laughs> but they 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 uh they've got a good team. Uh, when they beat Washington County uh, up there in Chatham, that's a that's a pretty decent football team, and that's what we were kind of looking for. And they, and it was a good game, but I mean they did beat them. So they're uh so I'd say this is what you just alluded to. I think that this game could go either way. It should be a very good football game out in Westmobile. All right, so let's continue moving southbound. We're now going to head out of Monroe County. We're going to get into Escambia County, Alabama, and uh, we'll go to Canoe first as we uh, take a look at this week's opponent for the Escambia Academy Cougars. Of course, the Cougars, uh, they, uh, they're they struggling a little bit. Only one, one win on the year so far for the Cougars. And uh, just looking at... Uh, what they have faced and you know they're they're halfway through their season schedule basically already they're one in four on the year now they they play another mississippi team this week it's not going to be a game that really means anything to escambia academy it's just a chance for maybe for them to uh to, to, to kind of get a win and hopefully be able to reset for the remaining games of the season. But they, uh, they're going to be hosting in Canoe a team. It's called St. Stanislaus, Mississippi. Don't know anything about them. So, uh, so, but the Cougars will be playing at home this week against that Mississippi private school. So hopefully the Cougars will be able to get things going in the right direction and pick up a win. That's right. The, the the Cougars have a very good offense. They've had some defensive struggles this year, but uh, 
every game's been competitive. Uh, they uh, and they've got a chance to put another W up this weekend. And we we sure wish them well, of course. They're you know the good friends of ours, and, and we're always rooting for them. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, looking at at games that they've had so far, you're absolutely right. They, the Cougars score some points, but the problem is, is that the other team just scores more, and uh, and so so they've got to they've got to strap it on defensively and try to get some stops. And then with with the number of points that the Cougars have been scoring, I mean, they've scored uh, 20 points, 23 points, 28 points, 38 points. In the game that they scored 38 points, you scored almost 40 points and lost the game by 22. So, you know, right. you, 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 got to, you got to play a little defense to go along with your offense. Uh, that's right. And, that, and it seems like a lot of times the games are really close at halftime. So, you know, if, you know, if I were the Cougars coaches, their defense coach, I would almost, um, I mean, whatever I've been doing at halftime, I'd just do something completely, completely different because of that, you know, I don't know what's going on at halftime, but they, a lot of the games are close at the half. And then in the second half, they just tend to keep, you know, kind of lose control and things get out of hand. But, uh, they, they're a competitive football team and, us, uh, and, and, and I don't know anything about this school either, other than what you just uh, just called out their name. But uh, you know, hopefully the Cougars come away with a W this weekend. Moving over to Atmore, the Escambia County High School Blue Devils were three and zero going into last week. They were um, they were at home against St. Michael Catholic, and uh, St. Michael, of course, St. Michael coached by former NFL quarterback Philip Rivers, and uh, St. Michael picked up a win right there over the Blue Devils by a score of forty-one to twenty-six. A a game that was really close all during the ball game. Now the Blue Devils will go on the road this week. They go to Camden. Alabama, which is um, an absolutely beautiful place. If you've never been to Camden, then that ought to be on a, a bucket list trip. Uh, I've, I've done some officiating and some radio over at Camden. Camden's a great place to go, and those people are so nice over there. But uh, they, they will be at Wilcox Central this week. As uh, as and, and Wilcox Central is a game that really the Blue Devils should pick up another win. They should come home with a 4-1 and one record when they come back. Yeah, and, and and I hope that the uh, the good the good folks of Atmore get up and travel uh, up there to. It's going to be a, this is like a fall weekend uh, for us anyway. It, it wouldn't be considered that way up north, but it's been kind of cool in the mornings. Humidity's down. It'll be a beautiful weekend. And and Wilcox County, uh, which is where Wilcox Central's at, uh, the in Camden, it's real hilly and pretty with a lot of hardwoods and pines mixed in. It's just a nice place to travel to like you said and of course you you don't live too far from there yourself and, that's right uh, it, it's a it's a neat place to go so i hope that more gets out and travels up there and support the team and uh and 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 and, 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 and one thing i'll say about wilcox they can score uh, so you don't want to just take anything for granted so we we need everybody to get out, out and uh, travel up there and support the blue devils this friday night yeah, we talked a little bit about this game earlier, but we'll go ahead and mention it again. Of course, uh, the Flamington Hurricanes, they're 3-1 and one on the year. They travel to Monroe County. They will be at Excel to take on the Panthers uh, this week. You know, Flamington's a good football team. We've already talked about, you know, the Coach Doug Vickery, Jr. Uh, he's a very good football coach. Flamington, just a couple of years away from a state championship that they won here in the state of Alabama. So that's going to be a good one. It is a region game the you know the thing that's i, I really if i was going to pick 
a winner of this one, I would have to go with Flomerton just because uh, I believe that, you know, they had a really good team at XL last year. They went they went nine and two on the year, but right at the end of the season, something happened. I'm not sure really what, but they lost their final. They were nine and zero, and then lost their final two games of the year. They lost at Chipley, the last game of the the year. Chipley, Florida, who is really a good football team down in Florida, but then they lost their first round playoff game, which was kind of really a, supply, a surprise. But, uh, yeah. but 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 the but the thing is, is that uh, they lost so many seniors on that XL team, this would be considered kind of a rebuilding year for the XL Panthers. That's, that's right. A lot of times in the 1A, 2A, and 3A schools, uh, now there are some schools that do, and and, and I, and I kind of got the feeling W.S. Neal is going to be that way with Coach Fountain and his staff there, Coach Sims and the rest of them, uh, of establishing just a year-after-year winning tradition. T.R. Miller's been 3A at times, and they've had it, and uh, – but a lot of times those schools are good every three or four years, you know. And and then when you, I don't care who you are, if you in high school, if you lose seventeen seniors off of you know like a roster of forty or fifty people, you you know that's a big loss. So they're struggling a little bit this year, and I expect Wilmington to come away with the with the W. Yeah, I, t- I tell you one thing though, something that there will be no shortage of at XL Friday night will be fans that are just uh, just absolutely rabid over their um, their XL Panthers. I mean, they love their Panthers in XL, they do. and uh, and they will certainly uh, you know be looking to uh, pick up a victory. There will be no shortage of folks in the stands cheering on those Panthers. Of course, you know, in the Panthers, uh, if you think about it, you know, in the whole history, the scheme of things or everything, the Panthers are the, the they're the home of, uh, of Alabama football great and Dallas Cowboy football great uh, Leroy Jordan. You know, and 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 so I, I can remember, you know, years ago, back when we played Pee Wee football in Atmore, Alabama, because because we had our buddies Todd Powell and Mike Stacy, who were cousins, and they were cousins with a lot of people up here in in um, Monroe County. They were actually cousins to Leroy Jordan. Leroy Jordan came out and watched one of our. Pee Wee football games one time years ago, and when I say years ago, I'm talking 45, 50 ish, uh, 50 sort of years ago, a long time ago. But that was just kind of neat that uh, well, that we know, have that I memory. I don't know if you know this, but you know, actually, Leroy, I'm Ken to Leroy. Leroy's grandmother and my great grandmother are the same person, and so oh, wow. uh, Leroy, yeah, Leroy was. Uh, first cousin to my mom and all her, my uncles and stuff. And uh, so uh, his, his grandmother was a Hicks. And of course, my, my grandmother was also a Hicks. So, uh, but anyhow, uh, a lot of tradition up there at XL. And uh, I hope Flomerton gets out and follows uh, follows up there. And I oh, know they will. It's just a short drive. It's a short drive. But for those that can't travel, of course, you know, you, you mentioned that before. Uh, uh, XL will be on YouTube. And uh, they've got an, an excellent way of the, the way they they put it on there. It's just like like watching a live broadcast. Oh so, yeah, they, yeah, they do a great those job. Those guys travel, do a great job. Do. Yeah, that for those that can't travel, it'd be a, you, you know you can still be able to watch the game. So uh, as we continue in Escambia County, Alabama, let's look at the Bruton City Schools T.R. Miller Tigers. T.R. Miller, uh, they were. Um, 
They got beat by UMS Wright the second game of the season. They won a close win in overtime the very first game of the season. Hillcrest Evergreen, uh, that game was 26-20. to They lost to UMS Wright, which they only lost by two, and getting beat by UMS Wright and Terry Curtis and his bunch over there is no need to hang your head for that. They got all over Wilcox Central up in Camden by a score of 47-12, to and then they played a very good Jackson Aggie football team last week as uh, Jackson came to town, hung 38 points on T.R. Miller, beat them 38-7. So a chance for the Tigers to rebound this week at home as they will take on Orange Beach. And uh, that game will be at Bruton Municipal Stadium there on campus at T.R. Miller. If we, if we take a gander at Orange Beach, the Orange Beach Makos, they're struggling on the year. Orange Beach is 0-3. Uh, so, so a chance for T.R. Miller to right the ship. And this will be a region game, a 4A Region 1 game for the T.R. Miller Tigers. Yeah, and, you know, T.R. Miller, like you said, they, they're 2-2, two and two, but they have played a murderer's row schedule so far. So maybe this, uh, you know, they'll be able to catch your breath a little bit and uh, play some younger players in this. Next. I mean, every game they've had has been, it's been a close game and, except last week. And really, they didn't do too badly against Jackson in the first half, from what I understand. Uh, we, of course, we were calling a WS Neal game on the radio and uh, with Sports Moose Media, but we didn't. Uh, we, you know, we we don't can't didn't get to see any of it. So, but I mean, I, I think that uh, they they've got a very as they usually do. Uh, Taylor Miller's got a really good football team, and I'm 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 sure they're going to be able to put a put a W up this uh, this weekend. Well, as we move across the the, the creek there in uh, from Bruton to East Bruton, let's talk about our game this week that we will have on the radio, radio only on WBZR 105.9 FM in Atmore. And uh, we won't be on YouTube this week, won't have video because there's just not room. My understanding is there's just not room in the press box up there. But we will have the bra- uh, radio broadcast. The game will go on the air at 6.30. It'll kick off at 7 or thereabouts. And it'll be the W. U.S. Neal Blue Eagles and the Hillcrest Evergreen Jaguars. The uh, Neal Blue Eagles are three and one on the year. They're one and one in the region, and uh, they lost to Mobile Christian thirty-eight to six. They beat Monroe County last week by a score of forty-eight to twelve. They've got Hillcrest Evergreen and Hillcrest early in the year. You know, Hillcrest has been predicted to be one of the better teams in uh, Class 3A Region 1, but they've struggled just a little bit early as uh, they are 0-4. They lost to T.R. Miller uh, first game of the year, 26-20 in overtime, and it just seems like that something about that close loss to T.R. Miller just kind of did something to them. They played a very good Davidson team at Mobile, lost to them 59-46. Then they lost to Flomerton. That was their first region game of the season. They lost to Flomerton 21-13 and they lost last week to Thomasville by a score of 33-13. They've got Neil this week and uh, and hopefully because we do Neil on the radio and we have a lot of friends there at WS Neil. Hopefully the Neil Blue Eagles will be able to pick up a victory in this ball game. But this is going to be a dogfight uh, there uh, on the hill in Evergreen uh, as the Jaguars and the Blue Eagles uh, battle it out in uh, four in three A Region One. Yeah, WS Neal, they got a good team. We know they do, uh, led by Carter Hodges and Jalen Likely and and uh, and and uh, 
the whole the whole team's a good team, but this is one of those watch out games that you you can't you better have it strapped on because uh, Evergreen zero and four, but I mean all four losses were close. All four of them were close, and they were to all to good football teams. So Davis uh, Neal's got to have it got got to be focused and uh, prepare well during practice this week, and uh, and, uh, and we'll be there to bring it to you, like you said on WBZR on the radio, won't be on YouTube. All right, Rick. Well, let's kind of shift gears now and move into other things. That's everything that we've got high school-wise this week. And uh, like I say, you know, I I wanted to take an opportunity to just very quickly just share some information with everybody that tunes into this podcast. Uh, This podcast is going to change gears just a little bit uh, in the future. And and what we want to say is is that, you know, when we originally started this thing – we were covering local sports right here around us uh, within our uh, our little footprint that we've got, uh, you know, talking about from Mobile, Baldwin, Escambia, Monroe County, Washington County, this kind of southwest Alabama area. Well, you know, at that time that we started our podcast, um, that was the audience we were actually uh, geared to reach. Um, because we were doing things primarily on Facebook, we were we were putting the podcast out there on uh, Facebook pages. We had people that were sharing it, and it was getting distributed that way. And it's like I, I I've told you, and I've told other people before. You know, we were we were lucky to kind of be able amongst everybody's friends that were that were sports avid sports listeners, and uh, that really paid attention to what we were doing. We reached out to about 500 or so people. And um, and one thing that has happened here recently, I got an email yesterday that I shared on um, on on Facebook and I got a I got bombarded by another group of emails today because we've kind of put things together, we've got the equipment to do it with and and we found out that we've we've moved from about a 500 person footprint on Facebook to we're now taking this thing basically global and 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 it's it's such an incredible opportunity for me personally and for you i mean this is what we love to do and and, and you know and we we're not doing it for the money we're doing it for the enjoyment of what we're doing and and that's and if and and that's the important thing but what what we've what we've been able to do is and i'm just going to read i've got a list here um, as as i made some uh, attempts and finally got emails in place and got stuff going we this um this podcast is now going out and is available on spotify it is it is available on spotify it is available on iHeartRadio. it is available on apple podcasts it's available on google podcasts it's available on the podbean app uh it's available on amazon music and audible it's um it's it's going to be available on TuneIn uh, and alexa there's i mean there's the 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 potential audience base that we've grown to as i told somebody that it's just been just it blew up exponentially to use a big word but but i mean we went from reaching 500 of our closest friends that enjoy sports to the possibility of basically reaching half a billion people because uh spotify has a subscription list of about 
a half a billion people. And so we're going to try to do things a little differently because we want to be able to provide the best product that we can for all our potential listeners. Now, are we still going to do something for our local people? Yeah, probably, probably so. But one thing that we're going to try to do, Rick, is, you know, that I'm excited about is we're going to try to step it up a bit and uh, and start talking about some college football on the weekend because we're all, you know, we've been college football fans for for years and years and so as part of that tonight with with, with this thing kind of blowing up and going out everywhere we, we kind of want to run down some college games that we think are really going to be uh, some good games this weekend and just talk about them just a little bit and the first one Rick I, that I'm looking at and, and I know you're looking at the same information that I've got is there's going to be a big time game in the Atlantic Coast Conference the 11 o'clock ABC game uh, going on this Saturday is going to be number four Florida State taking on Clemson at Clemson. That's going to be a war. It is. Uh, I think Florida State, uh, and, and justifiably so, you know, wind up, uh, you know, beating LSU uh, in that in that first game, and which in what was a big upset. Uh, and then and they're undefeated, ranked fourth in the country. And uh, I think Clemson, uh, everybody kind of gave them a little bit of too much grief possibly for their for their first loss which was to a, what's turned out to be a very good duke team but then they clobbered the next thing so uh we'll find out i think a lot about florida state this and i remember watching that florida state lsu game and there was a bunch of coaching blunders on lsu's part uh of course you know my whole family lives down there around uh, uh my brother guy and all a lot of my cousins they, they still you know, our good friend Todd White lives down there, and Craig in that area, that Tallahassee area. So a lot of Florida State fans down there. Todd's not, not a Florida State fan, but uh, they there's a lot of them down there, and they've got big hopes, uh, you know, so far this year for Florida State. But I think we're going to find out with them having to travel into Death Valley, we're going to find out a little bit about uh, how, how good, if they're really worthy of that four ranking that they've got because – I've got the feeling Dabo Sweeney and uh, Clemson's got got something. And you know what? Traveling on those early games, those 11 o'clock in the morning games, if you're the visitors, those are tough games. And so they've got to go into uh, to Clemson there in northern South Carolina and uh, and, and play them on the – and it should be – and they'll be on ABC. It's eight on ABC games, so everybody will be able to watch it nationally televised. Yeah, another, another big game. You know, well – just to kind of revisit this one just a little bit, you know, one problem I think Clemson's got right now early in the year, and they're still looking for somebody that they can tap and and basically give the keys to the kingdom to. Clemson's struggling to find a quarterback. We know another team yeah. that we'll talk about in a little bit that's really struggled a couple of games trying to find a quarterback. So uh, another big game that's happening uh, here uh, uh, with a team from the state of Alabama, the Auburn Tigers. The Auburn Tigers are undefeated on the year so far. They travel to um, to Texas A&M, so they'll be going over uh, and and taking on Jimbo and uh, and his bunch over there at Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher and 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 of course, you know they've. 
Texas A&M has struggled a little bit early. Uh, you know, they lost to Miami their first game of the year in a game that was nationally televised. But the Auburn Tigers are really clicking pretty good right now, and Coach Hugh Freeze seems to uh, seems to have things going very well at Auburn. So Auburn fans, hey, your guys kick off on ESPN at 11 o'clock. So I'm sure that uh, there will be plenty of, of War Eagles uh, just – Screaming, you know these people. These people will be screaming War Eagle and getting started very early on Saturday morning as yeah. uh, the Tigers head out to play Texas A and M. Yeah, a lot. A lot of our friends are traveling over, you know, to the game, and uh, and and that's quite the experience to go to go to uh, College Station and play over there. And just like we said about, uh, I mean, Auburn's undefeated, but you know, this is the first really, uh, and it's their SEC opener, and uh, it's going to be loud. At, uh, at Kyle Field in uh, in College Station, so uh, a tough uh, a tough one for sure to go over there, but. Uh We'll be rooting for them, so uh, good luck. Good luck to the Tigers. Yeah, you know one of the coolest things that I think would be a part of going into uh, to Kyle Field over there and watching Texas A&M play that would be better than the football to watch the. Texas A&M band perform at halftime. That that military band, that precision that they put on the field at halftime would just be awesome. That would be worth the the price of admission to go over and watch just to be able to see that band perform. That's right. That's right. A lot of good games. Those are the two best early games that we could find. Another game, uh, of course, that's big for us. We're still, like I said earlier, you know, talking about quarterbacks, finding a quarterback. Uh, University of Alabama taking on Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa. That game is the CBS game at 2.30. Alabama, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'm not sure what the answer is. Coach Nick Saban and his coaching staff, they're working to find it. I really thought of the quarterbacks that we saw, um, that we've seen so far, that uh, – that Jalen Milrow is is probably the best of the group. Uh, he seems to be able to move the offense, but I think the offense with Alabama, with him in the game, is going to have to be different. They're going to have to use his ability to scramble and move the ball down the field with his legs. And and then, I mean, there's no doubt the kid can the kid can throw the ball in the air 60 yards and can can hit a dime. Uh, but but what what he's got to be able to do, he's got to learn to. Do is be able to throw those short and those intermediate passes, uh, especially using uh, play action because, you know, so far Alabama's offensive line play has struggled just a little bit. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to pass, the quarterback's got to have time to sit back there and read the defense and find an open receiver. That's right. I mean, it's, you know, that whole um, – the thing about Alabama this year, I think, is the defense looks solid. I mean, and that's what we needed to beat uh, South Florida last weekend. Uh, Milro, he just doesn't seem sometimes to to see the coverage like it really is. He, he in in his interceptions he's thrown this year and last, he it's like he misses the the second guy in, in coverage and and chunks the ball when he thinks that receiver has built has beat his primary defender and. Uh, so I think there's uh, they're going to go probably with a little bit more of a something. And number one, it's like you just said, he doesn't have time to pass. I mean, both tackles are struggling. Uh, Latham at right tackle, and then the blindside tackle Proctor, Caden Proctor with left side. They're they've shown so far. Teams have shown so far the ability to just 
you know, bring up a back on like safety blitzes and things like that, defensive back, and, and, and just use speed to get around them. So our quarterbacks just haven't had, had time to throw the ball. So I, I bet uh, against Ole Miss, number one, Alabama is because of uh, Kiffin's propensity to want to throw the ball and be able to score quick with his no-huddle offenses. I think Alabama's going to want to go with a run-first mentality to try and control the clock, and that will include Jalen Milrow, the quarterback, as part of that running strategy. And uh, that's what I expect to see. And and I agree. I think of the three quarterbacks we've seen, uh, like it, love it, don't like it, hate it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Milrow appears to be the best quarterback of the three. Uh, so that that's who, who – and he's already said that's who's going to get the start. And, of course, that, that will be uh, – on good old CBS, so uh, we'll have to listen to Gary Daniels. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, and I don't know if we mentioned this, but Auburn is the ESPN early game. Yeah, so it'll be yeah, early. yeah. That's at eleven o'clock, and uh, and they they will be there. But uh, and and you know the whole thing with Alabama. Yeah, we, we understand that Alabama struggled, and and we're both Alabama fans. And I'm, you know, I'm also look, you Auburn guys. Don't don't fret because I'm an Alabama fan. I pull for Auburn too. The only time I really don't pull for Auburn is that last game of the year when we all are, uh, you know, when there's houses, you know, split up. There's marriages that are on the rocks for at least about a three and a half hour ball game. So, uh, you, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to be pulling for uh, Auburn just as hard against Texas A&M as I will uh, Alabama against Ole Miss in that afternoon. And uh, and Rick, I mean, that's going to about do things uh, for us so far uh you know in this week as as what i wanted to be able to share is 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 the fact that you know we have the ability uh we both love the game of football we've been around it all our lives uh you know i'm uh, i'm uh, we're both experienced at uh, at sitting around because because the only thing that we're doing different now is we're talking about games that we would talk about anyway. We're talking about them into an open microphone, and uh, and and it's cool to be able to do that. It's cool to have the audience. Uh, to uh, to be able to express ourselves and talk about things and and something that you're going to find as we expand this this. Uh, podcast into larger areas and try to get into more uh, some college football action, some SEC ball and everything like that. We're not here to talk about your team. We're not going to run your team down. We're not going to run down any of the members of the SEC down. We're just going to present the facts as, as we have them and uh, we're just football fans that's all we are we're football fans and and we love the games and it doesn't matter who's playing uh, good football is good football and I enjoy it and so so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in that fashion um, we want this to be a podcast that you would want to turn on I don't want to I don't want to get into a situation where I'm second guessing coaches because I'm not a coach Nick Saban makes a gazillion million dollars a year to coach Alabama football. Whatever he does, it's on him. It's fine with me. I just enjoy watching him. You know, I enjoy watching him. Uh, I enjoy watching Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. All these coaches, they get paid to do what they do, and uh, and 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 we're just going to talk about it because we're fans of the game, and that's the important yes, thing. And so, uh, so Rick, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you uh, yes, uh, being with me tonight, like, as you always are. And and like I say, moving forward, we're going to expand this thing, and we're gonna we're gonna do more with it because there's 
what we need everybody that hears this podcast to do is on one of these uh, areas, whether wherever you find it, on um, on on whether it's iHeartRadio, whether it's uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, whether it's Google, Google, whether it's Podbean, whether, whether it's Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you find it, like it. And if you get a chance to uh, drop in a comment, drop those in there because that's what makes this thing grow is if you enjoy it, other people may enjoy it too. The way they figure out that they're going to enjoy it is by your response and your your enjoyment of it will, will draw them in. And we're wanting to draw more listeners to the podcast so that they will enjoy what we're doing. And we certainly want everybody to be a part of it and enjoy it. And you can find it on Podbean. That's where it originates. That, 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 is, that is right. Podbean is where it all originates from. So anyway, well, thanks, Rick. That's going to do it for us tonight, yes, man. And uh, and we will uh, we'll talk about uh, more football next week as we continue. You've been listening to the uh, the Sports Moose Media podcast, brought to you every week right here. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully, we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.